Hey guys, ECRG here, back with another episode. As you can see by the title of today's episode, we're going to be talking about trying to become a CRA during the COVID-19 pandemic. And of course, a lot of this information is going to apply to people trying to get a job in clinical research in general during the pandemic and things of that nature. So before we get into that, I want to let you guys know about the resume review program, career consultation. A lot of people have been booking a lot of career consults during this time. So for those people that are looking uh, to get into the research field, uh, this is an opportunity that can possibly be for you. So if you're interested in that, email me, eliteclinicalgroup at gmail.com. So let's go ahead and get into it. So someone emailed in. I'm going to go ahead and just read their email. So they said, hello, I'm an IMG MBBS graduate. Although I'm a U.S. citizen, I received my degree from China. I was wondering on the marketplace for CRAs in light of today's special societal circumstances. I also wanted to know if there is anything I can do to really get my foot in the door to become a CRA. I enjoy your YouTube page. Thank you for the feedback. Well, thank you so much for emailing in. Uh, let's go ahead and address your first question. Um, marketplace for CRAs today. So, I mean, we've got a pandemic going on. We've got the COVID-19 crisis going on. There's not many people that are actively hiring right now um, that are going to be super, super actively hiring. Even though I feel like clinical trials hasn't been hit as hard as other industries, not like the restaurant industry and other industries, et cetera, um, they haven't been hit as hard. Uh, the money is still flowing. Studies still have to continue to be uh, going on during this time. But, you know, this is these times are uncertain. We don't know if there's going to be more stay-at-home orders. There's going to be more quarantine, et cetera. I feel like most people are still working from home right now. Um, and the industry is great for that, for be, continuing to be able to work from home. Um, but I think now is just a hard time to get to get a job as a CRA. Um, of course, that doesn't mean you don't try, but I just think that means you manage your expectations. Um, normally, I would say it take a couple months to kind of get in the industry. But now, who knows? Who knows? Uh, I feel like a lot of companies aren't hiring right now. They may have their job postings up, but they may not be bringing in for interviews until they know for certain what the financial situation is going to be like. So just keep that in mind. Um, so I just want to manage your expectations with what you can expect. Now, of course, you know, I'm more of a balls to the wall, go getter type person. So that doesn't mean you're not, you're not applying and following up and doing what you need to do. So you just continue to do that until you get a job. So that's what that's what I would say about that. Um, to just manage your expectations with what you can expect to do. So also how to get your foot in the door to become a CRA. So CRA is not an entry level position. It is not a position you get with zero experience. It is not a position you get um, without a college degree. Um, it can be done without a college degree, but it's not one I would bank on. Um, once again, this is this is a specialist position. This is someone who has skills, clinical research skills. So this is not an entry level position where you don't need any skills. You're just learning. Um, so how you get your foot in the door to become a CRA? Well, first you need to get some clinical research skills. So you need to either become a, a clinical trial assistant, a project specialist, in-house CRA, any of these somewhat entry level roles, a study coordinator, and you need to get some skills. You need to get, you need to get some uh, foundation under your belt. You need to learn about clinical research for a period of time. After a year or two years, then you can become a CRA. Um, 
So that's that's what has to happen first before you can get your door in, foot in the door to become a CRA, is you have to get some research skills and you have to um, get involved in clinical research before that can happen. So I hope that helps. Um, and then once you do that, you may not even be interested in being a CRA. You may want to be a project manager. You may want to be a data manager. You may want to do something else. Um, you may not realize you don't like clinical research at all and want to leave. So you really want to get your foot in the door through one of these other research avenues, these entry-level research positions, and then use that to become a CRA if you're interested in still becoming a CRA. Um, and you got to apply, apply, apply. I talk about this a ton on this channel is you have to apply even more so now because of coronavirus and people want to stick to their jobs. I mean, I'm sure the turnover is way low right now. A lot of people, um, would be, you know, now's a great normal in normal circumstances. Now would be the perfect time to switch up jobs or to apply for new jobs. Now I'm sure a lot of people aren't doing that. A lot of people aren't thinking about quitting their job right now. So there's not much openings um, for new applicants, I'm, I'm thinking right now. Um, normally, clinical research is an industry that has a ton of turnover. So that creates new opportunities, new openings for new candidates, as well as people that are interested in just switching up their job, getting on a different career path, et cetera, et cetera. We don't have that right now. People are trying to just hold on to their job to make it through the pandemic. So um, keep that in mind to manage your expectations, level your expectations, and, um, you know, that's really that's really my advice on that. So hope that was helpful. If you have any more questions, email me, eliteclinicalgroup at gmail.com. Oh, let's all, let me also do a quick coronavirus update. Pretty much not much has changed since the last one. Um, sites are starting to slowly reopen, but we're seeing a huge uptick in cases. I just saw on the, an article that 22 states are increasing um, our 22 states are their coronavirus cases are increasing. Um, that's half the country. That's half the United States. Um, we, we're seeing cases increase all around the globe too. Um, so things don't seem to be going in the right direction. Um, so who knows what's going to happen? Are sites going to sites that have opened slowly going to start to close again? Um, are we just going to try and you know manage these studies remotely? What's going on with that? Um, I haven't traveled since March, February. That was my last uh, visit. I think it was early March. Early, early March. That's when the U.S. barely had any cases. Um, now we've already had like 120,000 deaths, I believe. That's crazy. Um, this thing has just exploded. Um so we're kind of in limbo on that right now, but we're, st we're still continuing to move forward. We're still continuing to, um, you know, remote monitor as much as possible. And, you know, we'll see what happens in the future. Um, I think that I thought we were turning a corner, um, but it looks like some states are better managing coronavirus than others. Um, the cases are going down in a lot of states. Uh, I have sites in Florida. And that was one of the places I thought was going to be hit the least hard, partly because of the humidity, um, partly because of, you know, just how spread out it is and how big it is. But they're getting hit really hard right now, partially because of the poor leadership at the governorship level um, all the way down, partially because of the, I don't know, the southern bravado. I think you'll see a lot of these um, southern states 
and I'm from the South, um, these Southern states, they have this bravado of like, you know, coronavirus can't hurt me and, you know, people not wanting to wear masks because it's a little slightly uncomfortable, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that's why you see the case, cases in the South rising in most of the states. Um, people not taking it seriously, but that's all right. Um, they just haven't been affected by someone who has died from it yet or someone who has been deathly ill in the hospital yet or their family, one of their family members hasn't been um, you know, hit hard by the coronavirus yet. Um, it's a matter of time before people start taking it seriously. I was just reading an article about the long-term effects of how people that have even had it with no symptoms or very minimal amount of symptoms um, have permanent damage to their lungs. Huge inflammation. It was um, The article was t on timesunion.com. It was something like the real effects of coronavirus or something like that. That was the name of the article. And, you know, it's just crazy the long-term effects. Um, permanent damage, permanent um, inflammation in your lungs. And, and these are people that were not symptomatic or very, very minimal symptoms. Um, young people, too. So a lot of young people think that, you know, it's not going to affect them. It's just an old person's thing. Still, still to this day. So crazy. Um, so you got to keep that in mind also. Um, but yeah, Florida cases are rising. So, and, I'm, and I've got a visit plan there actually in a few weeks. So we'll see if I'll actually be going. I haven't booked travel yet. Um, we'll see if I actually be going down there. But um, thanks for listening, guys. Email me, eliteclinicalgroup at gmail.com if you have any questions or concerns about the industry. Take care.